Merry Christmas, Crypt Creeper Nation. We have a, we're coming at you with a surprise bonus episode. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Shimming, shimmying down your chimney like a little, little gremlin-y Saint Nick to drop- Armed it. with a meat cleaver. <laughs> Armed with a novelty Christmas album, even scarier than a meat cleaver. Yeah, the, who knew who knew the Crypt Keeper was so musical? He has the Crypt Rap, which we may talk about later. But he released an entire album of Christmas hits. Have yourself a scary little Christmas. I have not been able to find this on Spotify or iTunes. I am holding here a copy that I ordered from a Goodwill using Amazon.com. <laughs> a physical copy. There are there physical is, media children. <laughs> there is, which you should buy. But also there is, we will be posting a link that you can listen to absolutely all of it um, on YouTube uh, with, with fair, fairly, fairly, fairly convenient. Um, but we'll also uh, be playing little clips of it throughout this episode. So, but Mary, let's 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 break it down. What we're gonna do is we're gonna count down this album. We're gonna talk about what we think. We're hoping to put a little Christmas fear in the Crypt Creeper Nation, and uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, so get a nice oh. get a nice foamy glass of eggnog going and prop your feet up by a roaring fire because we're about to roast your chestnuts right off with our first track. Deck the halls with parts of Charlie. Deck the halls with parts of Charlie. Fa la 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 la. Make the Yuletide gross and gnarly. Fa la 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 la. Stocking stuffed with ears and fingers. Fa la 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 la. Chop from all those caroling singers. Fa la 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 la. So this is, of course, a parody of uh, Deck the Halls. Um, but it's talking about um, splattering viscera and body parts around in, to decorate for Christmas as opposed to the usual, you know, evergreen boughs. Um, and this is led in by the Crypt, Creep, by the crypt Keeper um, welcoming us to his album and telling us he'd like to sing hi- us one of his favorite Christmas ditties. We talk about, he talks about Jack Frost roasting on an open fire in the little intro, which I think is great. Um, Isn't that I just a wet you- fire? <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> so what do you think? I really enjoy it. I think that this is a super fun and just like gleefully gory little tune. I enjoy it a lot. I agree. I agree. I, lo- I love how he, he he's definitely loves it. Have the whole place decorated with the parts we've amputated. Pfft. I That's mean, great. timeless words. Timeless words. I, nothing puts me in more of a holiday mood. I also appreciate that they were all absolutely men. That were killed, um, and they all are men that have excellent names like Barney, Wally, Arnie, and Bruce and Gil. They all sound like they belong on the same bowling team. Bits of Bruce and hunks of Arnie. Fa la 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 la. Hang the crypt with spleens and kidneys. Fa la 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 la. Use Ramones and then use Sydney's. Fa la 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 la. Yeah, Ramone, Sydney. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a good one. What exactly are you doing with uh, Ramon and Sydney? Oh, we're um, we're hanging the crypt with their spleens and kidneys, I believe. <laughs> there you go. Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, I am going to tip my hand right at the top and say I think this is the best song that's on the. Album. Oh man, I get out of my head. I agree with you one hundred percent. We're we're starting strong here with the scary little Christmas. Everything else from here goes downhill, but yeah. there are a couple there are a couple uh, little bumps along the way, which I think are pretty fun. 
if you don't if you're not having a good time right now you might just want to sit this one out it's okay we won't you might you might just want to cram this present we're offering you back in the box and uh give to someone you don't like very much just re-gift the podcast find someone you don't like be like hey listen to this (laughs) here you go from me to you yeah so coming up next we have track three juggle bills this is a parody of jingle bells and this is about santa's hardship due to economic difficulties The world's financial crunch has even hit St. Nick. He's had to lay off helpers, which made him downright sick. And now here comes the saddest news, news you won't believe. Dear Santa won't be coming to your house Christmas Eve. Is this scary or just mean-spirited? No, this would, no, I have mixed feelings about this. Like, on the one hand, <laughs> how hacky is it that they're basically like, Santa's broke, har har. Also, juggle bills, juggle bills is not a great, <laughs> not a great hook. I was hoping this other was going to be about juggalos, and I was very deeply disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> He's tightening his belt. He's even lost some weight, a shadow of himself. At just 328, he had eight reindeer once, but now he's down to five. He barbecued the other three to keep his elves alive. Juggle bills, juggle bills, just to make ends meet. Santa's got a push yeah, cart. But, but at the same time, there there is some funny stuff there that he like had to feed some of the reindeer to the elves, and then he's like lost weight, and so now he's only like three hundred and fifty pounds or whatever. I did like I, I do like when they say uh, the damn financial crunch has turned us all into boobs. Santa's life as well as ours have all gone down the tubes. Like there's yeah. okay rhymes no, no. in this. I'm the way this like, was very very clever, but like kind of a yeah yeah. I mean like. I, I think that's the central idea of it is not very good. I, I understand that being poor is potentially the worst thing one could be in America, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I guess I never considered Santa to be rich or even really have money. Wait, hold on, hold on. So you think a man who has like a literal slave army of elves and like a secret operation at the North Pole who is able to manufacture and distribute toys for every child on Earth or at least all the good ones, or at least all the Anglo-Saxon, Protestant ones, whatever. Y- you don't think that guy is rich? I mean, he's basically like a pharaoh. He's rich in, like, ways that we can't even understand. Jeff Bezos, like, goes to bed at night and is like, man, Santa, he's really got it. I mean, I guess I can thought he was potentially, like, modern family rich, which means that he's unfathomably wealthy but plays it <laughs> off like middle class, versus Mr. Monopoly rich, who's basically wandering around dispensing giant baggies of money. <laughs> no, no, I think Santa is, like, post-rich. Like, he's, like, a head of state. He's, like, the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> Let's go to the next track. Uh, we Wish You'd Bury the Misses, um, which is a parody of We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and is it about a family writing a sincere but sternly written letter to their neighbor about the fact that he desperately needs to bury his dead wife, who he murdered and is now displaying in his front yard. We wish you'd bury the missus. We wish you'd bury the missus. We wish you'd bury the missus. She's been dead since last year. She's getting quite gamey with mold on her skin. You killed her last Christmas. That's how long it has been. 
It's time you bury the missus. It's time you bury the missus. We wish you bury the missus. She's been dead a whole year. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just wow. <laughs> okay. 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 I know that this is horrible, but I kind of love this one. <laughs> You love it because of the we don't want to be but in skis. I do like love in that this one. one I also the, love the, she's hurting property values. She's hurting <laughs> property values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this this song is pretty. Um, yes, I, this really is just the sequel to I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus because she was stuck in the chimney with old Santa Claus. Why like, did this she crawl into the chimney next. with Santa Claus? That seems like I a mean, bad I idea. I think I think they were having carnal knowledge of one another in the chimney. In a chimney? Get what she did. And forgive the poor soul Just bury the hatchet And dig her a hole We don't want to be Patinskis We don't want to be Patinskis We don't want to be Patinskis But we must interfere It's true when you killed her You sure had just cause She was stuck in the chimney With old Santa Claus We wish you'd bury the missus that's like the best place. <laughs> Hold on, you never had chimney sex? This is like when people are like, Hi, you never had sex in a pool? What's wrong with you? Aren't you? Are you even American? Um, so, so I know why I like this, which because it sounds like ev- literally every line in this is like a potential uh, categorical oracle category if we picked a really gross topic for Christmas. Like also- it's just it's just full of just like unbelievably terrible puns. Yeah. Also, also, it definitely sounds like the the crypt keeper is like making making the lyrics up about half a bar before he says them. Mm-hmm. And there's that, like that's a enjoyable. little bit of there's a little bit of hesitation. Um, yeah. He yeah. also seems to be sort of like relishing how bad <laughs> the puns are. Like the she's yeah. hurting property values. You can hear John Kassir kind of be like at the end of that. Yes. Um, I- can, can we just, this is maybe not the best time to bring it up, but can we just talk about how amazing that John Gasiri is singing in this screechy voice? <laughs> like, it there is blows, not, it literally blows my mind. There is not enough throat coat in the world. Like, what, like, after, how long did it take him to record this album? And then what was his voice like? Unbelievable. It's just John absolutely. John Gasiri had a month of silence after recording. <laughs> he went to one of those, like, one of those uh, silent retreat things where, like, a monk brought him a single glass of green tea every day. Although, um, also, you know, being the face of the franchise, though, he would do, like, radio spots and stuff. So he did the voice, like, all the time, which is also kind of crazy to think about. That is crazy. Um, but I think what I like the most, so obviously I like all those things. I think also what I like the most about this song is, and there are other there are other ones on this album that do this less successfully. But the premise they set up here is nuts. Like, it's a nuts premise. Mm-hmm. But... It's something that both unfolds for the listener, so it keeps getting worse, right? Like, but you also automatically, like, immediately know what's going on. Like, there's yes. this neighbor, there's a corpse that's been sitting around for a year, and they're they're writing the strongly worded letter. And it it both, <laughs> it's in this kind of tone as like a call for common decency, while also living in a world where they're totally fine with the fact that this woman was murdered. So like right. that's upsetting too. It it puts you in a weird. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Christmas song. Where <laughs> the like society, right? Yes. Where like everything is like just really wrong, but you immediately understand what's happening here. Like yeah, no, no, no. It's great. No... And the way the way it unpacks, it kind of it, as the as the puns and it gets more tortured. 
also the wrongness of the situation goes you know like oh so she was she was doing it with santa and you murdered her well okay oh she's been she's she's on the front she's in the front yard on a tree for <laughs> yeah. a year like the last thing on christmas that folks want to see are remains of your wife on your lawn christmas tree we wish you'd bury the missus we beg you bury the missus for god's sakes bury the missus we can smell her down here. It keeps it keeps getting crazier. And also yeah, an ending yeah. with we can smell her. You're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yes. a, it's good. This one was a high contender for best. We all know what that guy should do though. I mean he just needs to find some woman to pawn him her beauty and then he could like rejuvenate the corpse and he doesn't like his a, wife though. It wouldn't be that big a deal though. It would it would make his whiny neighbors happier. I think that he should just do the classic Hitchcock thing and immediately make her into bones. Oh, yeah. That'd be good, too. Just, like, skip the whole rotting, the whole rotting uh, kerfuffle. Instantly bones. Just, just bones. instantly bones. You go from being a living person to bones within the matter of minutes. And it's fine. That would, that would, that would be kind of a neat superpower, maybe. <laughs> that would be, like, a really, a really like, strangely um, kind superpower. You're like, be very, you, I'm no, not you, work. You would, you would, like, wind up working for the mob or something. Tony Soprano would, be, would eat a, an enormous sandwich and then, like, have you turn a bunch of Chechens I mean, into, like, bones. Would be like, oh, I see. I thought you were saying that you yourself would just turn to bones. I'm like, I mean, I suppose, like, cutting down on burial costs would seem sort of... Seems like kind of like a <laughs> one a and done. My yeah. power is I die. <laughs> you have a one. I die in a very convenient way for burial. <laughs> or just no mess at all. But it's fine. Um, but, yeah. No, you can totally you can totally imagine a, a giant ice cream sundae being made while planning how how much how many people you're going to bonize. <laughs> um, I really like oh. this one. Yeah, it's pretty good. So next up we have. Mo Teitelbaum, which is a parody of O Tenenbaum. And this is about an evil mortician who has embalmed the Crypt Keeper's entire family. A little bit sad. Full of good cheer. Some guy named Mo ruined my Christmas this year. Mo Teitelbaum, Mo Teitelbaum, you didn't bomb my dad and mom. And Sister Kate and Brother Tom, you did as well indeed embalm. When you embalmed my family, it so confused and puzzled me. Oh, title bomb, I must confide. I wish you'd waited till they died. Oof. This is, this Just is, oof. This is bizarre. <laughs> I hate, I hate so much that they didn't successfully cram Embalm into the titular line. Mm. It's such a cheap move. Yeah, I, I, this one just doesn't work. I mean, it's. It, I think the Crypt Keeper is not very, he's good when he's gleeful and cackling. He's not very good when he's sort of whining. And <laughs> He just, is whining about this, which is also bad. I know, that's what I mean. No, he's not good when he's whining. Like the yeah. I, I don't like him. I don't like seeing him this way. Yeah, I hate that too. Also, you also PS, you know why this doesn't work? Unlike this is like lives in the same tries to occupy the same space as we wish you'd bury the misses, but it's yeah, not but it, good because whereas people absolutely do kill their wives and then hang out with their corpses for days, absolutely nobody, nobody at all embalms a living family. That's not a thing. Right. Also, also it sort of blows its 
blows its wad too, where like you you know that's the gimmick too early. So it's not just kind of like I, I, they would have to really restructure it. But there is no big re- at the end. You're not just like wait a minute. Yeah, it's too weird to land, and the tone of it, like the whine. You're absolutely right. The whininess makes it really strange. Like he's just like you screwed up by murdering my family. You're like what? It just doesn't. Nobody feels this way. It's it's too weird. It's too bizarre. Mm-hmm. I think this is the worst. <laughs> I hate this song. Of all the songs on this, I would l- like to listen to this the least. I I I think it's up there, but I think it has some strong contention. We'll we'll get there. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, kitties. Okay. All right. The next uh, one we have sort of like um, I don't know. Like a Garrison Keeler esque spoken word piece, which That's is something the... else that'll go on the go on the podcast bingo card every time they mention Garrison Keeler. Which is like the Crypt Keeper just reading us some of his mail, um, <laughs> but really just one piece of mail. Oh, sweet, a Christmas card for creepy old me. Slice up two big toes, add a tongue, and then sauté. Dice around red nose. Roast a rump filet, one juicy pumping heart, whets my appetite. When I get hungry, I run out and slay someone tonight. It's sort of, or maybe it's like, um, oh man, maybe it's sort of like that um, Truman Capote, like, really deeply sweet and sad spoken uh, spoken poem about making a kite with an elder friend when you're a child. Um <laughs> But it's uh, it's spoken to the tune of Jingle Bells, which is weird coming after juggling bills. I'm like, why don't they just pick one? Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a it's a letter from um, a well known killer. Food, finger food, munch a thumb today. Oh, what a treat it is to eat the neighbors on Christmas Day. Season's greetings, Hannibal the cannibal. Oh, you old gourmet, you. Yeah. Mm. Utterly forgettable. I feel like, I feel like you know, right? Sounds of the lambs and everything. That Hannibal the cannibal. Now I know you love a good cannibal, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're trying to make Hannibal Lecter work, like in a way where he's like almost universal monster in terms of his iconic status, and that just isn't true. It's not a thing. Yeah, he's and not so like he's not like intru- the mummy or Frankenstein. Yeah, right, right. It, it feels like we're. It, it, it's a little bit try hard. It. I, I I remember I listened to it and I remember none of it. Um, it's not, it's not hateable because I don't, I just, I, I have no feeling about it. I don't, I agree with you like on a base level. I think the thing I think is kind of lamer about it is so like there's nothing to be gained once you know it's from Hannibal because you already know it's about a cannibal. They're talking about eating people and like recipes for people the entire time. So at the end when it's like. Hannibal the cannibal, you're like, oh, yeah, of, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just, yeah, we're, we knew it was from a cannibal. So, like, if they could have buried that lead a little bit or, like, thought of somebody who'd be, like, more exciting to make a cannibal, I think it would have been better. Yes, um, yes, or just, or just leave it off. It would be like if... Um, or or if this was signed by, like, your cat waiting for you to die so they can eat you, a fear of every cat owner I know, that would yeah. be good. Like something that's like a little bit of like a, a surprise at the end. Um, yeah, too, I, it's not impactful, you know. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it just kind of seems seems like they're trying to hitch their star to a 
to what was then probably quite a popular and still is a popular franchise. It'd be sort of like if Deck the Halls with Parts of Charlie, well-known international club banger, at the end was like, also, this is about hereditary. Yeah, it'd be weird. Like, it was like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. That's a good, that's a good ref. Ooh. Yeah. It even has mm. Charlie in it. Charlie in the Charlie. box. <laughs> What's in the no box? The girl wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Oh, yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's Charlie's head. Um, I did like. I did complicated. like. It's a complicated, weird joke. It's a multi-level. You, it requires. It requires. It understand. It, you have to have a strong understanding of the concept of contrapasso. <laughs> Lucky for us, both of us do. You have to have an understand a strong understanding of both the movie Hereditary, the movie Seven, movies separated by decades of time from each other, and also have enough of an appreciation for Deck the Halls with Parts of Charlie, a song which I'm gonna guess you just found out about to get that joke. Oh, also Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Charlie. Oh, Fox. also Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. All of these Rankin pieces, bass. Of, all of these pieces of media have at least fifteen years separating well, all of I them. Mean, how strange can it be, Mary? I have consumed all of those pieces of media. <laughs> I suppose. I don't know if many people would kind of like lump them all in the same sort of like brain space to make those connections, though. Um, I do think that there is one really solid lyric in this poem, I suppose, or stanza. I don't know, mm-hmm. which sure. is. Finger food, finger food, munch a thumb today. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Like, it's nothing, but then you, there's something to be gained by being like, and it's Hannibal who's eating the thumb. Like, the horrifying part is that it's a cannibal. Well, and also they say Hannibal the cannibal. So it's 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 even just, it's like. It's uh, even worse. It's knockoff dollar store Hannibal Lecter. It's yeah. not. Yeah. No. No good. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Speaking of disappointment, no, next up we have number seven, Christmas Rap. This is a parody of Jolly Old St. Nicholas, and this is the Crypt Keeper laying out the Christmas list for his various famous monster friends. Jason wants a brand new look. His is a disgrace. This time he would like a mask with Robert Redford's face. Freddy wants a manicure for those Kruger nails. What a nightmare you will have if dear old Santa fails. Jack the Ripper has a wish, and it's quite a pimp. He wants the Dallas Cowgirls cheering. Hey, Jack, let her rip! Lizzie Borden lost her folks, gave him 40 wax. She wants a brand new mom and pop, and of course, an axe. <laughs> uh, this is not the Crypt Keeper's first foray into rap. There, of course, is Crypt Rap, or Crypt Jam, which we may talk about at some future dates. Hmm. Spoilers, we definitely will. If I had to guess, like if you just gave me a list of all these and you were like, lay lay money down on what's going to be the worst track on this album, I would have yes. confidently picked this one. Yes, yes, definitely. But there's, there's, there's nothing worse than that 90s, I'm the Crypt Keeper and I'm here to say. We're like, like a, no- a novelty do the rap Bart song. Man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rap, rap and Duke. That said, I did kind of think this was okay. Eh, yeah, it's... It's not unhinged or jolly enough, though. Like, yeah. it has that thing where he kind of, like, threatens to, like, kill Santa, which we turns out to be sort of a recurrent theme on this album. But it's just sort of like, look here, Bozo. I have a bunch of monster friends in there, references about things they want. Like, I don't know. That's not... We, we, just, we just heard a song about decorating a house with the entrails of people. Or, you know, or, like, murdering, murdering your wife for... Getting it on with Santa and leaving her in her front yard for a year. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess what I do like about it is I feel like it's sort of a, a twisted roll call song, which is something that does both span the Christmas and rap genre in a weird oh, way. Yeah. So yes, it did kind yes. of point that out to me in a way that made me feel kind of tickled. Um, and then all the oh's and oh no's backtracking just makes me just makes me crack up. It's just a weird choice. So we did say nice things about Jack singing as a crypt keeper, but also there are maybe limits. All of the crypt keepers singing sort of rap. <laughs> I think he comes from the Rex so, Harris. I think yeah, he comes from so, the Rex yes. Harrison school of singing, where it's just sort of like emphatic, oh, wow. emphatic talking. How awesome would would a My Fair Lady with the Crypt Keeper be? Oh, God. And <laughs> I can't even really do it. And but let a woman in your life. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm really trying. I'm really trying to think. And your sanity is through, kitties. I, I think you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I can beat that. So um, I can see her here in the studio with us. Surprise Christmas miracle. Whoa. There's, there's another line here that I think is real bad luck for Crypt Keeper. Check the green cards. <laughs> hey, what's Mrs. Claus doing tonight? She's gonna be free, cause you're going to be filling my order. You better get busy, Chubbo. <laughs> oh, bad look, Crypt Creeper. Threatening yeah. to deport the elves. He also fat shames Santa in this song, and then he fat shames Santa a lot on this album. <laughs> Yeah, but like this one was like he fat shamed Santa and then he's like, I'm gonna do Mrs. Claus, which I'm like, that seems like something you need to run by her at the very least. Um, not her husband. I don't know. Right. How much how much Chris Brown music have you listened to? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then and then to imply that the that the elves need to be deported. I mean, just like just Well just also like around. don't the don't the elves live in the North Pole? This is baffling to me. Yeah, How aren't they know? like native? Aren't Wait. they native sons and daughters? Like what? Yeah, maybe deported, or at least naturalized citizens. Or de- does, deport, is there a work program? Deported to where exactly? Do elves have passports? And if so, from where? Are elves people? Maybe it's real. Maybe it's real dark. Like Santa keeps them in some sort of like like they're allowed to live at the North Pole only as long as they work, and they're all like don't have like passports or like nations. It's oh, like you mean a like Oompa Loompas? Terrible refugee. Se- yeah, it's exactly like Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Yeah, that's dark. Santa and San- Santa and Willy Wonka are like the two largest supernatural slaveholders in the modern world. I uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to uplift this a little bit by pointing out my favorite lyric of all of this. I'm listening. The headless horseman wants a gift, but I bet you can't guess what. He's not only lost his head, he's also lost his butt. Yeah, like oh, Mary, <laughs> I just. <laughs> What is that? Even That's, it's oh, it's not a thing. It's I don't, not, I, I don't feel good. <laughs> it's not a thing. Like losing one's butt is not a thing. How would that right. work? Yes, it would I make mean, riding the horse very hard. I mean, right. I mean, you, you could probably like amputate a buttocks. I mean, I think that's probably like a little fat, fat jiggly cheek. Just psh, a little slice, slice. <laughs> I think you. Should, I think you've listened to too much of Deck the Halls with uh, parts, parts of, Charlie. of Charlie. Why isn't it? Bowels. International club banger. Why isn't it <laughs> Bowels of Charlie, though? I do have some. That's. that's I, don't know, I don't know. Parts, though. <laughs> I think Parts is funnier than Bowels. 
Parts is funnier than bells. Also, I have an issue with the title of It Occurs to Me, The Christmas Wrap. Also, it should be Christmas Rap, spelled with a W, sheet. Or like, Because it's yeah. a roll call song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gift wrap sheet. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. It doesn't have to be called Christmas Wrap. We have spent way too much time talking about Christmas Wrap, more than it deserves. I agree with that. And maybe we can work on our own counter-diss track in our copious free time over the the holidays. Potentially. All right, well, (laughs) let's move on to more chanting. The the Crypt Keeper's Family Christmas. So this is to the the tune of Good King Wenceslas. And... um, is about the Crypt Keeper uh, poisoning everyone at his family's Christmas dinner as a child. Thank you. Weird things happen when families get together, especially when the family is mine. Good old Uncle Ned dropped dead in the chestnut dressing. Grandma Rose turned up her toes following the blessing. After that, Aunt Hattie croaked next to my sister Bessie. Dear old Dad then took a cab. Things were getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm telling you, I love this song. I love it. It's so you good. You do? I do. How? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did I love, not so like I this love, song. I love Good King Wenceslas. The music quality has definitely taken a step down. Yeah, um, no, no, it's very, I... very, cla- it's very Casio keyboard. But I like it. It has the same gleeful, gross, and funny energy that uh, parts of Charlie has. I love Grandpa Brown went face down in his spuds and gravy, and then later, after which their cousin Mitch belts so hard he shattered. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I it's I so would great. say I would say that Good Pig Wenceslas might be one of my favorite Christmas carols. Like it's up oh. there. Oh, are and you offended? Are you triggered? No, Snowflake? I'm not triggered. But I feel like this song is a major letdown to what Good Pig Wenceslas can be, because the unlike parts of Charlie, I kept being delighted by all the things they could think of to say, and I found the deaths in this a little bit too. like obtuse until the very end because they were trying to go for the gut punch of poisoning, which I don't think is horrifying enough. So you just have this like very thematic, like a theme repetition over and over and over again. And then Good King Wenceslas is sort of like a a staccato chanty tune anyway. So I just like felt like this was such a chore to get through. Rana. Oh man, no, I uh, I couldn't disagree more. I, I like it. I I mean, I'm not pretending like it's like belongs, belongs in the Library of Congress or something, but I was I was super delighted throughout. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> is nothing sacred. I also think we could, we could point out here also that this this album, which only has ever been an album, does have these little kind of interstitials that break it up. It's sort of broken up into I think thirds. Where everything that has come before this is sort of falls under a thing, and then we have a little intro to Crypt Keeper's Family Christmas. So I think we're now sort of on like the second, like the B side of the album, and then there's another break. And I feel like the then the we go to the only, C side of only, the album. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's like the puzzle box in Hellraiser. Yeah, it's very weird. I I don't know why they felt like they needed so many interstitials. The only thing I can compare this to. 
um, is the uh, Star Wars novelty Christmas album, which oh. uh, which holds a particular a particular place of uh, of tenderness in my life. But I feel what like do there's... you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb? <laughs> what are bells? That's when oh, you realize man. that R two D two is a real Dumbo. <laughs> like, yes. What yeah. do you mean, R two D two? We wish you. A Merry Christmas! Oh, oh, this also reminds me of a time where and where my uh, my partner Andrew and uh, and the producer of this show, um, I had pr- I had unfettered access to his Spotify list, <laughs> and there was there was something that was just called Christmas, a playlist called Christmas 2012, and I was like, oh, I wonder what songs are on it, on it. and literally the only. <laughs> The only song on it was that that bells that bells song from the Star Wars Christmas album. And I laughed for fifteen years. With a simple explanation of bells, bells, bells. What was all that? All that was the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. Kind and sort, bells to play and bells to sport, chiming what the hour is now. Or they'll lead you to a cow. Oh, weird. Weird. <laughs> well, what are bells? Jesus, you're dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, would you like to invite, would you like, so the only thing I can compare this to is the Star Wars Christmas album, which also seems to have sort of like a central tenant, but that's really more about like C-3PO teaching R2, it's like a conversation that just like kind of like breaks up the album, whereas this just seems to be like the Crypt Keeper has some, some random things he would like to tell us now. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just, it's yeah. just not as good. Well, to each their own. You're still wrong. Number 10 on the Hot Countdown, Twas the Fright Before Christmas. This is, of course, a parody of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Santa visits the crypt that's booby-trapped and gets into a sticky quicksand-as-snow situation. Which didn't make a goddamn bit of sense. I slept in my coffin, wearing my shroud, dead to the world and snoring aloud. When out in the graveyard there rose such a shriek, I ran to the window and caught me a peek. And there on the lawn was a sight for sore eyes. Santa Claus caught in my Christmas surprise. A pool full of quicksand, disguised snowy white. Soon dear old Santa would sink out of sight. His reindeer was straining to pull Fatso free. Oh, yawn. It's fine. It's fine. I do I, like the part where he's talking at the end and gets like sucked in by the quicksand. That was okay. But like long ride, short slide. Um, I feel like I'm just so full on cutesy takes on Twas the Night Before Christmas. And I actually did not like the third act uh, Grinch heart growing three sizes that day I twist. I have to admit that my ticker was touched. Christmas is one thing, but this was too much. Something stirred in my heart. Maybe once, maybe twice. It felt really weird, but it also felt nice. And then, heaven help me, I ran to that slop, gave Chubbo a pull, out he came with a pop. Thank 
you, he says, for what you just did. You saved Merry Christmas for many a kid. You may be disgusting and falling apart, but there's something still good in that slimy old heart. Then he jumped on his sleigh, to his team gave a yell, and off they all flew like a bat out of hell. Yeah, I do it felt like wrong. The, the weird stuff that he that Santa has for him that are gifts that he produces are, are I mean, they're not great. Yeah, I mean, no. They wouldn't at Bo- least con- boxes to keep your eyes in is kind of cool. <laughs> well, I mean, anybody anybody could get that gift. Um, this is this is also more Santa murder, which I'm very bored of at this point. Here's no, but you know what I think is really weird. I feel like it's not really Santa murder so much as it's Santa threats. He never like goes through with it or like commits to it. <laughs> is the keeper afraid of Santa? I just, I, look, if I wanted Santa murder, I would just listen to ICP Holiday Heat like any normal person would. If I wanted Santa murder, I would just watch Gremlins. Uh-huh. If I wanted Santa murder, I would just watch Black Christmas. If I wanted Santa murder, I would just watch the Tim Allen vehicle Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, you stole it. I, that was going to be my next thing. I, I thought of it, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the only part that I really like about this is the Merry Christmas to you, you old stinking cadaver. That's like the yeah, only yeah, good, yeah. that's really the only good yeah, part. Yeah, no, no, the less said about this, the better. Although it does, I think this is one of the longer songs too. It is. I clock well, in almost four minutes. Pfft, he's got time for that. Not me. Well, it definitely me because I listened to this album in its entirety at least three times, but that's yeah, okay. Too. Well, you know. What, what, what is my time? Just nothing at all. Uh, next up, we have the 12 Days of Crypt, Cryptmas, which is, of course, a parody of the 12 Days of Christmas. And it's about uh, receiving 12 uh, days of um, of ghoulish gifts. Um, and, Thomas, I believe that you wanted to sing this one ourselves as opposed to letting uh, – we'll give John Kassir time to, like, to suck suck on a lemon and uh, get, some, get some tepid water in his throat, yeah? You're right, yeah. All right, kitties. Sing along if you know the words. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me twelve axemen lopping, eleven choppers chopping, ten heads plopping, nine stranglers strangling, eight manglers mangling, seven whirlwolves howling, six fiends disemboweling, five mortal wounds. <laughs> 4,000 volts, three lethal blows, two murderous shoves, and a trip to the mortuary. <laughs> Very well Excellent. Done. Excellent. This is pretty great. I like I like the um, interaction between lines, the lopping, chopping, kerplopping, strangling, mangling. I have no idea why I'm so bored of Twas the Fright Before Christmas, but I'm endlessly delighted by novelty 12 Days of Christmas songs. Oh, man. Have you heard the, the, the super terrible Canadian one? No, but I'm sure I would love every minute of it. <laughs> I think this is so charming. My favorite is the two murderous shoves. Yeah. Two murderous shoves. The 4,000 volts. Volts. Yeah. All of that is very Five funny. It's it's a mortal It's good. I think it's because the 12 days, because I think it's the twice the night before Christmas is kind of like a, a cute and like fun poem. But the 12 days of Christmas is basically like just a bore and anything you do to it will make it better. And funny. Yes. 
And like yeah. that's that's like part of it. It's sort of like a shaggy dog joke that you can like infinitely like any any novelty you inject into it is going to get better. Plus, yeah. I definitely come by this honestly because you know who loves a twelve day of Christmas joke more than me. Um, I, is he the person who gave us both life? Our dad. Accurate. What is the what's the his favorite twelve days of Christmas joke? Oh man. Um, it's like it's like the stats. It's like number yeah, of no, people, like, number of uh, birds, number of instruments, and a tree. Something like you know, on the twelve days of Christmas, our true love gave to me. You know, like like you know, thirty two 30 people. Pe- yeah, thirty people, twenty three birds, five golden rings, and a tree. Yep. Yep. Dad, call into the show and tell us this joke. <laughs> we want you to guest on an episode. Just, just we'll find we'll find you something. Yep. 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 Friend of the crypt, friend of the pod. Oh yes, also right. Axe is an electrocution. This is definitely a season one song. We should uh, we should actually call Creeper Nation just the Creepers. Creepers, you think yeah. so? Yeah, yeah. You like it or creepies? I like, I like using both. That makes me Creeper Nation though. Like makes me it feel like I'm... nice and powerful. I think we should call yeah. them creepies. <laughs> creepers, creepies, creepies. <laughs> creepies. We'll try it all out. Cryptids. Call, calling them creepies is so funny to me. I don't know why. We'll have to. We'll, we'll try it all out. It'll be great. Yeah. So, Revenge of the Crypt Keeper. This is a parody of Up on the Housetop. Um, this is about kidnapping Santa for spreading holiday cheer. Up on the roof with nails and saws, I'll build a trap for Santa Claus. And when he lands in that hokey sleigh, I'll make this Christmas crud go away. Ho ho ho! I've got a way to make it so Up on the housetop, quick, quick, quick Throw a big bag of our old Saint Nick Oh my god, this, this is the worst This is <laughs> so bad This is really bad I feel like, I feel like, is he doing kind of a Rasta voice a little bit? And I, I, I feel uncomfortable about that The Casio the keyboard, Santa murder This is, this is my least favorite This is the worst I don't hate this more than than um, than a crazy embalmer because at least kidnapping is a thing that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think the fact that this that the fact that this is about kidnapping Santa Claus versus just making Santa Claus bad and like a murderer, especially given that up on the housetop has incredibly sinister connotations. <laughs> um, you could make this so much about Santa doing a little B and E for some uh, for for some nefarious purposes. I think that's hateful and just like short-sighted and also continues to make me feel like the the keeper is a little bit afraid of Santa Claus which makes me think that he's a weenie. I don't know. It's not good. Also it sounds yeah. like it's like plunked out on a toy piano. Yeah, yeah, bad look. Bad look. Not good. Not good. All right, well let's move on to something actually quite disturbing. Um have yourself a scary little Christmas. This of course have a, a version of have yourself a merry little Christmas. Um, and is sort of like a uh, Kenny G-esque story narration overlaying some music about um, an escaped uh, lunatic um, breaking into a sleeping family's home. Happy golden days. Mommy, will Santa Claus come to our house tonight? I hope so, too. Now go to sleep. Gather near to us. Once more. House. House. Yes, we all will be together. If the fates allow. 
This is for the intellectuals. It's a the, bit more uh, cerebral, right? Yeah, this is this is for the, the the people who are you know sitting on top of piles of the New Yorker, sipping their boxed wine. This makes me feel like I need to be need to be nestled into a dark green leather chair. I do like that. This sort of at least initially seems like it's the other half of and all through the house. I like that. What I thought was actually really funny, like and strange about this is. This is the first song that went to a place that genuinely surprised me. Mm-hmm. I thought that yes. this had like the best like twist of anything. So I like I like that it sort of starts off as a sort of like horrifying audio like radio drama series narrative. Um, and then I was even more disturbed when I realized the child basically had Elmo's voice. Yes, yes, the yeah, the kid sounding like Elmo. I <laughs> it was that was that was a choice. It was a strong choice, a weird choice, and, and a strong the story, choice. And the story has a happy ending. Yeah, it turns out that the the ma- the maniac is uh, is actually Elmo's dad. Right. Huh. I, I mean, right. I didn't see anything sinister there. Like, I think the point is, Daddy's home for Christmas. Like, hooray! Yeah. Like he broke out of the lunatic asylum to go be with his family because you know, even murderers have families. It's true. Every murderer that's ever been has had a family. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Um, also, I think it fits. It makes perfect sense that the child's voice is Elmo. Now that we know what was going on with uh, with Elmo's puppeteer, Ugh. think about that. <laughs> um, I also love that this one begins with like the uh, the happy little guard who gets sadly murdered at the very beginning of it, saying "Merry Christmas, you lunatics." <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I kind of I could have I could have stood to have a little bit more of this. Maybe not necessarily this story, but like this style of thing that uh, pretty good with it. It's kind of enjoyable. But the singing is straight up, right? He doesn't even yes. change Mary to scary. He's just singing no. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good. I like it. It's mm. not my favorite. It's not fun and gross, but it's not this is good. It at least gives you a little bit of variety. I feel like there's sort of like a, sl- a kind of a slump in the middle where it just kind of becomes a little bit less j- joyful. And I feel like this gives you a little taste of something different, which, uh, you know, it's like having it's like having a side salad at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It cuts through it cuts through the heavy carb load and allows you to have both kinds of stuffing. Is this like when you get like a side sandwich at a, at a fast food restaurant? Is this like if <laughs> you're like, you're you like go... I'm having I'm having a McDouble and a McChicken. Turns out I'm fries are more spicy chicken. And a junior bacon cheese. Turns out that a filet of fish is cheaper than fries. So I'm having a filet of fish. Turns yeah, right. out <laughs> My I side can be, is another sandwich. <laughs> turns out turns out I can be an I can have a merry lunatic Christmas myself by taking by popping into a Panera, going right up to that right up to that counter and doing a, a you pick two with two different kinds of sandwich. Oh man. Galaxy brain. <laughs> um we're closing it out. We're finishing strong. Should old cadavers be forgot? This is a old Lang Syne sort of uh, parody, um, all about the crypt keeper having a big uh, end of the year New Year's bash, 
For um, dead where... people. Though old cadavers tend to rot, they're all good friends of mine. I throw a party New Year's Eve for stiffs of every kind. Dead kings and queens and movie stars and politicians too. They all are SVP for my outrageous news. It's fun. It's very fun. Yeah. I like Elvis doesn't know he's dead. So this this album That's came out in 94. Funny. That Nixon joke, super timely. Like Nixon died, like died the year they recorded this. There's a lot of it's it's like the perfect mix of of sort of like cheeky humor and then like weird, just weird references. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I also think that like Old Anxiety, as anyone who has like sung it a bit tippled on New Year's Eve will know, is like very dirgy. So mm-hmm. it kind of lends itself well to this parody um, and can only, and like the 12 Days of Christmas, honestly can only be improved upon. Richard Dixon's here this year, and he's adjusted well. He just announced he's running for vice president of hell. But Elvis Presley came and went. He had to get to bed. He says it really wears him out, not knowing if he's dead. And old John Wayne is still a duke. He swaggered in, of course. He punched a Stalin Genghis Khan and Wild Bill Hickok. I, I think also, like, the Crypt Keeper has always sort of had this sort of campy, borscht belt sort of feel to, uh, or as a aspect of his personality and persona. And this just sort of cashes in on that, right? Uh, who's surprised that the, that the Crypt Keeper, you know, sort of metafictionally, like, lives in some sort of like Hollywood Hills mansion and that, that that somehow is also of the studio system and has like ritzy dead people over to his place for a drinks due. And it's like strangely old fashioned or a past that maybe never really existed. It does make me question something. What is the Crypt Keeper? Well, I mean, I think I like to think that he exists as an actor and uh, like Hollywood celebrity. But he also has a show where he pretends that he lives in a crypt and reads stories. <laughs> it's kind of like how, like, Kermit the Frog, right, like, is on The Muppet Show. But then also we all know that Kermit, like, has a mansion and stuff. <laughs> that's that's a very Kermit solid. Kermit is, is a successful entertainer. <laughs> that's a very solid point. I thought that you were trying to compare the Crypt Keeper to, like, a Dunstan checks in kind of figure where, like, Dunstan is both actually a monkey and plays a monkey in movies. Or maybe no, he's no, a great no. ape. But... No. <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter, he's but I, he's a orangutan, which blew my mind, by the way. Did you know orangutans didn't have to be orange? I didn't. Um, who knew? Um, but like, it makes me wonder. So like, no, I'm asking a more, like, I think a more, um, basic question than what you're thinking. Is the Crypt Keeper a dead person? Was the Crypt Keeper ever alive? Ooh. Or is yeah, he himself I, I a so. corpse? No, yeah, I think he's some sort of some some variety of undead. Probably, I don't like to think about like what his life was like before. Um, I don't... No, I mean, who would? But like, but if that's the case, then I would much rather just think that he's like a separate ghoul. Like he's like, um, 
Yeah. He he's he's his own thing. Like I don't think that he was once a living human that is now dead and is charged with like keeping the oh, crypts. I, yeah, yeah. I think that he has always been that. I see. Maybe. I mean, he does appear to be human. I if he was a person, I prefer to think that it's like lost in time or he was a totally un un in, in all ways un uh unremarkable. You know, just You think he's anonymous. like a Deckard Cain kind of figure? <laughs> like stay, stay, stay a while, while and listen, listen. kitties yeah. <laughs> you've got quite a treasure in that Harajuku. cube <laughs> you like broke my mind with that reference it's like wait you mean like from, from Diablo <laughs> I sure do but you know like Deckard Kane is like both a person but like probably not because he was hanging yes. up in that like weird bag of bats for so long like yeah, he's true. not he's not a human really no i mean really though i feel like this is this is the thing where he pulls back the curtain and shows you like what his real life is like like this is the thing this is the kind of like tv spot he records r- right after he's done jerry lewis's like ms benefit or something like this is totally one of those like i'm just a celebrity being rich and famous come to my thing probably probably this is the crypt keeper at his most real <laughs> this this is this is Cryptkeeper Cribs. So I don't know if this will come through in the recording, but there is a little bonus that's that's supposed to be like a stinger at the end. But this is by far the shortest amount of time. You know, sometimes you'll have albums and the last track is like ten minutes long because at the very end the the band is like, "What are you still listening for? Go home." But oh, in this, they a, a have Ferris one of those. Bueller? Yes, for this one they have one, but it's less than 20 seconds after the end of the song. Are you still here, creeps? The crypt is closed. (laughs) Why? That's also so weird on like a CD, because you know it's just going to start again. Yeah, no, so yes, it's... uh... Bit of a bit of a miss there. <laughs> bit, of, bit, bit, bit of bad luck there. Um, I, I okay. So let me let me think about this. Just like let me just do a quick tally. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's you tallying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So of of these like truly like 10, 12 songs. I really like five of them. So I think I like almost 50% of this album. Yeah. I, that, that, that feels right. That feels right. I'm, I haven't done the tabulating myself. In the and and if I were computer. to compare the one, I think that my liking outweighs my, like the ones I really like outweigh the amount that I really dislike the ones I don't like. So mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to give this like, um, let's say, uh, three out of five, uh, day before Christmas chopping malls. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'll give this, I give this two and a half dead family members at poison Christmas dinner. <laughs> you, t- t- three and a half, uh, grandpas and potatoes. Yeah. No, two and a half, two and a half. Two but and I, half. I, I, I enjoyed it too. I think it's, I think it's, it's pretty fun. The... Most of the most of the goodness is right up front, but uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Hmm. What, so, you, what is your fa- so? What's your favorite track? Oh, it's definitely uh, "Deck Calls" with parts of Charlie. And your worst M- Motown and Bomb. 
or uh, yeah. t- title, yeah. um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, of course, like Decked All's Parts of Charlie the Best. My worst is Revenge of the Crypt Keeper. And then, of course, the runner-up is, of course, Crypt Keeper Family Christmas. And runner-up for me is, of course, We Wish You'd Bury the Misses, which is an inf- <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a superior song in every way. I would, yeah, that's, that's probably my third runner-up, maybe. There you go. Maybe. There you go. Um, so because it is the spirit of giving... And um, because Thomas and I are having a, we were visited by a bunch of ghosts last night that kept us up, dragged us all over God's creation. We've decided we don't care about money. So we have no plug at the end of this to, to have an Amazon affiliate link because, like, quite honestly, you cannot buy this on Amazon. So we're just going to post some, uh, post the YouTube to social meds, Um and you can play it while you're, you know, making your figgy pudding or whatever you're doing on Christmas Eve. It'll be lovely. It'll be great. Remember to deck those halls. And yep. if you do want to remember the Amazon affiliate link, which we are not talking about, but if you do think about what we're not talking about and you want to deck John Cassier's halls with some parts of Charlie, you could why not follow the link and buy the box set? Just think about it. Just a thought. Just, just a thought. I mean, what I have heard is that the box set is twice the size of Tiny Tim, which is going to look quite impressive under a Christmas tree. That would be kind of weird. I mean, so you think Tiny Tim is like the size of like three and a half DVDs? It was the past. When you walk through those old doorways, you're like, these people were small. <laughs> Tiny twice Tim, the size roughly, of t- roughly, roughly the size of a hamster. Yeah, a small twice, kitten. twice the size of Tiny Tim is like just like a normal like frying chicken. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it was like a Cornish game hen. But they were so little. That was like so much food. Unfathomable amounts of food. <laughs> anyway, from our family to yours, uh, Crip Creeper Nation, the creepies, if you will. The creepies. The creepies. Have All a, creepies out there. Have a very Merry Christmas and other one otherwise other wonderful winter holiday time. Stay safe. Don't drive drunk on New Year's. Um... Yeah. See you in 2019. See you on the other side of 2019. An outrageous, An outrageous mechanism production. production.